0: up this week on Breaking Badness. Today we discuss a major spoiler alert, an O-Day exploit aka CVE-2019-5786, and a floundering flailing phishing attack. Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to Breaking Badness, episode number five, recorded on March 11th, 2019. I'm your co-host, Kelsey. Here comes the pun, LaBelle. With me, co-host Emily, four-hoodies hacker. I told you last time that I would make that your new title, Emily, so it's happening. And last but not least, Tim Helming, the curtain knob of Breaking Badness. The curtain knob himself. He's here with us again. He has graced us. With you his skip curtain knob present. I have <laughs> curtain knob.
1: I don't actually understand that, and uh, I, maybe I shouldn't try to. It's
2: probably for the best.
1: I, I still I'm trying to wrap my head around that technology, but
0: Just wrap your head around the curtain, Tim. <laughs> so we have kind of an interesting episode today because before we get started on our main topics, we have some developing news. We want to touch on quickly. So, um, Tim, could you prepare your broadcasting voice? Emily, can you <clears throat> play us in with
1: the music? This just in. So there's a report that Citrix, the very large company that does VPN and uh, firewalling and all kinds of uh, network security, has been breached themselves. Um, from what we have seen, it looks like this was an internal a breach of their internal uh, information. In other words, it's not necessarily a compromise of Citrix products. You can probably keep using that VPN and uh, you you may not have a problem. If you work at Citrix, on the other hand, it sounds like it's a worse day for you. They may have lost internal stuff like, I don't know, like possibly customer information, business. I think the article I saw said business documents, whatever that might mean. So, uh, we'll we'll know more as time goes by, but um, it looks like it's probably not customer impacting. It does look like the technique that was used to get it may have been a password spraying technique, which is kind of the inverse of, the us- of like a brute force password attack, where instead of trying a bunch of passwords on one account, which will pretty much always get you locked out, uh, it's, it's kind of the inverse of that where you take a password that's a known weak password and you just try that password against a whole bunch of accounts and it apparently hit on some of them. So use strong passwords people.
2: Password one, two, three, four, I think is what really will push you into the strong password. Is that right? You have to get up to four. Mm
1: -hmm. I heard you had to go to 11.
0: (laughs) Perfect. So we'll keep a close eye on that story. It sounds like it could be quite the the big deal. So, um, and then speaking of spectacles, um, our first topic is actually on a new vulnerability known as spoiler.
2: Spoiler
0: spoiler. and this is this is actually um this link that you'll see here in the the blog is based on some wonderful research conducted by the University of Lubeck and WPI. Random fact of the day, WPI has the world's best fight song Um it's called e to the X. I recommend everybody look it up <laughs> on their you know free time. Um,
1: A link in the blog, perhaps? A link in the blog, absolutely.
0: Uh, If you would like to nerd out, I um, I welcome you to join me in that. So (laughs) probably a good place to start on this topic is, if Emily, if you could provide us basically some insight into this particular vulnerability.
2: Sure. So spoiler is a speculative execution flaw, which is the same thing that we saw last year with Spectre. And in this case, it can be exploited against... um, using a malicious JavaScript or malware or a rogue logged in user to look in memory and basically steal information. Uh, right now this is only affecting Intel CPUs. ARM and AMD aren't affected this time around. So that's good. The bad news is that there there may not really be a way to to mitigate this um, without a serious performance impact. So at this point, it is a known vulnerability. It's unclear if this has actually been exploited in the wild at this point. I'm not sure that it has, but now that it's out there and people know about it, it's possible that it, it will be, and there's not really an easy fix for it.
0: So we're not sure whether or not this could be on our Nat Geo special yet. Correct. It has we have not been
2: captured in the wild? Not captured in the wild mm, at this point. We're almost there. It might be a new species to be discovered in a future episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so this one... Um, This seems like, uh, I agree, that this could be pretty nasty, Um, and let's see, Black Hat is coming up in a few months, so maybe that's where we're going to see some proof of concept uh, Mm -hmm. for this, Um, although I wouldn't be surprised if we see something sooner than that. Um, But I agree that it's a little bit troubling that there isn't uh, a, there's not an immediately obvious fix, um, and that any fixes that come into play probably, as you said, will have performance hits. So we'll have to see which way, um, not just Intel, but the industry goes with uh, mitigating this particular attack. And I think some of that will also depend on how robust and how easy to pull off those proofs of concept are, but, um, but we'll, this is going to be probably a big story this year, I'm thinking.
0: With that in mind, I'd be curious what both of your hoodie ratings are for this particular story. So let's, te- let's start with you, Tim.
1: Boy, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I guess right off the bat, I would say it's probably like a six. And I think the the real answer. I mean, we could come back and do a re-rating after we know about some of the potential real world exploits of this and how easy or hard they are to pull off. So um, for now, I would say provisionally six, and um, it may it may go up from there. Hopefully, possibly go down if it turns out that it's actually in practical effect very hard to. Uh, to exploit? We'll, fi- we'll have to find out.
0: Now, what about you, Emily, for hoodie hacker?
2: I know. Part <laughs> of me wants to give it four just to uh, just to stay on brand, but I do think this is a little higher than a four. My initial instinct was a five, mm. but I, I could definitely be talked into a six as well. I think partially um, it's just hard to tell at this point since we don't know, like you said, how easy it'll be to exploit, but I did see that there are a few things about it that make me want to push it up a little bit more. Like, it can be exploited from within a sandbox. It can be um, exploited without elevated privileges. And, like, existing attacks like Rowhammer, um, it just makes them, instead of taking weeks to pull off those attacks, and now it can just take seconds. So, like, mm-hmm. that, since it has some, some qualities that might make it easier for an attacker, I think it pushes it up into the 5-6 range. Once we, like you said, find out more about the actual exploits against it and how easy and common they are, that'll determine really whether it pushes it up into the seven or eight range or down into the, the four or five range. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but based on what you just said, I'm thinking, unfortunately, it's probably not going to be the latter. It's probably going to be more like the severity goes up. Because Agreed. if it does, if it makes row hammer like, really fast and easy, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So then what will really become interesting is for us to just watch what, what the industry does about this one.
0: We'll see if there's a meltdown. Uh, the certain. specter
1: of that is really uh, <laughs> disturbing.
0: Whoa, whoa, spoiler, spoiler. So now it's probably a, a good time to move on from those horrible puns. Um, so let's go on to our next topic, which is the all-too-fascinating O-Day of the Week. It's always a very bad sign when you get an email prompting you to stop whatever you are doing to update your browser. Um and it was really hard in this particular title not to reference arguably the best comic of all time, XKCD. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't from we? referencing that.
0: <laughs> the, the value is always in the alt text for those. And there's a great comic titled Hacking that will be linked in the blog. Um, and if you scroll over and you see the alt tag, it brings right. up a, an exploit, an O'Day exploit for Tamagotchis, <laughs> 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 which I think is fantastic. So anyway, back on track. In this case, uh, this Chrome update, uh, there was an exploit that was found for CVE 2019-5786. So, Tim, to start us off, when was this patch released for this particular vulnerability and exploit?
1: So, this was released on March 1st, and, um, yeah, I think you... you, uh described it appropriately right at the beginning. So basically, as you're listening to the podcast, you should probably press pause. We don't want you to do that very often, but you should probably press pause and check your Chrome right away, and we'll wait for you. Mm -hmm. And when you come back, hopefully you see that it is updated to 72.0.3626.121, or later, possibly, depending on when you listen to this. It was released on March 1st. Oh,
0: Chromeo, oh, Chromeo, where are thou Chromeo? Wow. That was you, jam it just came right in. With that. <laughs> I was trying to find good chromo songs that we could reference, I'll be honest, for this title as well. It was not fruitful, clearly.
2: <laughs> Whatever, Chromio has some <laughs> <lot of dollars. laughs>
0: So, w-
2: are there any details at this point, Emily? I know you had looked into this one pretty closely. I did. Um unfortunately, there's not really any specific details right now. Uh Justin Shu, who is a researcher, tweeted out um a few days ago, so several days after the actual patch had been released, he tweeted out that um, they don't really have any details, but you should go update Chrome, quote, right this minute. And that's kind of what set off the whole firestorm of this one, is that it had seemed initially maybe like just another Chrome update, and then when he tweeted that out, people, you know, it
1: they let, paid a lot of it attention.
2: fire under some people. <laughs> and, um, yeah, at this point they're not saying... They are saying that they are aware of exploits in the wild, but they're not really giving any details on on what those are. Um, I did see on Twitter, though, that it looks like they will be releasing more information uh, several weeks from now. I guess they're just trying to give everyone time to update. But at this point, all that I've seen speculated is that it may be a bug in file reader that allows for uh, remote code execution. I'm not sure exactly. Where that information came from. That was my concern, but intrigue noise for those listening at home.
0: That wasn't
1: intuitively obvious. Now you know. So so for you, I'm curious for you guys. When you checked Chrome, uh, was it already updated, or did you have to?
2: Mine was already updated. Whenever we got the email here at work on my work laptop, because they that was well after March Mm first, and my laptop had crashed, so I had to reboot. And when I reopened Chrome, it had Mm -hmm. updated. So. That's nice. Mine, I had to go to the old about drop down and yep. update from there. I, I did at, too. I did end.
1: too. And so this is an interesting thing, right? It's Chrome is pretty good about auto-updating itself, except apparently when it's not. And yeah. so um, I think a lot of people are going to be, um, if you're sort of under the impression that it updates itself, it's definitely worth checking um, yeah. because it may be that you'll find it didn't in this case. Um, but by and large, a lot of the modern um, browsers and other apps are really good about self-updating. So I think part of the lesson here is you you can't take that for granted. And when you learn about something like this, it's always worth checking.
2: Yeah. And I will say um, on my personal laptop, I have a bad habit of just like never closing out of my browser ever or ever turning off my laptop. And the other day when I got on it, Chrome did have the like red hmm. arrow symbol, I think, up mm. in the up in the top bar there telling me that I needed to update. So it didn't auto-update, but it did, like... Prompt you. Ha- yes, it was very, like, noticeable that it was, like, hey, you have... It was screaming to it. at you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so it's not, like, at least... I mean, it's not ideal, but it's better than nothing, I guess. Right. could just right. play Nickelback until you update. Oh, my gosh. That would be effective. <laughs> that would be very effective. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: it could play Chromio. Or Chromio. Wow.
1: That's even more... There we go. <laughs> perfect.
0: <laughs> we have everything we need. Uh, Google, please note, um, we would like some... Credit wonder. Wonder, wonder what
1: the rights cost to, to do that.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So okay. Um, with all that in mind, again, I know that we're still waiting on a lot of the information to be unveiled. Um, but how are people feeling in terms of hoodie scale, hoodie rating? Um, again, remember we do have the sleeveless hoodie option. Oh, correct. Um, the torso we have the, yeah the torso hoodie.
2: That's really. <laughs> the two
0: top hoodie. Um, we have the belly button halter hoodie. <laughs> Tube top. Um, tube top hoodie. <gasps> yep. Mm-hmm. Sweatshirt sure material look. is very comfortable. Wow. So you just really want to give them. people options. Um, so Emily, I'll have you start off on this one. What is your hoodie rating, considering all of your options for this particular article?
2: I think one sleeve, one torso. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs>
1: Maybe just the hood itself. <laughs>
2: just the That's probably an item just you can buy somewhere actually. Um, JTH. Um. You know what, I, my the first number that popped in my head was four, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to get away from the four hoodies, and I think I'm going to bump this one up to five, just because it has been exploited in the wild. I'm going to update your title to Emily, Emily Five, five hoodies. hoodies Hacker. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emily Midrange Hoodies Hacker, <laughs> because I refuse to be on the like outer end of like the spectrum <laughs> on either side. Um, yeah, I just think that since it has been exploited in the wild, that does bump it up uh, to the five range instead of being, you know, below the midpoint. Um, but once you update, you're fine. So I'm not going to bump it up too high. Just keep it right around the, the midpoint, I think, for now until we learn more information about what the exploit was and who was using it.
0: Makes sense to me. I'm sorry, Tim.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm actually going to go low on this one. Um, the reason being that I think that Probably the vast majority of the world is patched at this point, and so hopefully it didn't take too long, But and and there may have been some exploits for a while, but from the standpoint of should we be worried, I think now we probably shouldn't be. I may be proven to be wrong about this because maybe there will for some reason be a stubborn subset of the Chrome population that just isn't updated and is slow about it and is going to get owned here. So. If it turns out that we find out about that, then um, then my rating will have been too low. But hopefully this has gotten taken care of pretty quickly.
0: And what is that rating for the record, Tim? Three. Three. I'm going to go with three Ooh, on this one. That is perhaps one. your lowest hoodie rating. A three
2: three regular hoodies or three mm. in a sleeve, mm. three tube tops. Hmm. three. Mm.
1: Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. Uh, three. Hmm. Now you got me stumped. This
2: is like some serious hacking. I think you know.
1: You know it's really. It's really hip these days. Everybody's doing it. All the vendors are doing it, and we are too. You're giving away <laughs> socks, right? Oh, yeah. So we should invent hoodie socks. They should be socks that have a little hood. Oh, a oh little hood. Keep back, your back, little ankles socks.
0: warm. Yeah. Am I right? Maybe two on I each side. I don't know what it would do. You the could store
1: ball. like a, a ping pong you know, like, ball in there or sure, something. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, You
2: know those – I don't know why I'm about to say this. You know those like glove mittens where you can pull down? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Think of that, but socks. <laughs> you can <Yep>. like un- <laughs> undo the hood <laughs> right. around your toes. <laughs> Yes, I need my toe (laughs) dexterity,
0: but my heel must be warmed properly. Everybody good for
2: the um, like open-toed shoes. Yep.
0: So now for the final topic of the day, um, topic du jour, if you will, Um, we have a fresh fish for you that we've caught. It falls under our failed fishing attempts—a floundering, flailing fishing attack, if you will. So I would love to lead into this delightful fishing error. It's nice to be the on, on the other side of this for all the obsec that has to be done right. on the organization side to see that, you know, the the threat actors are people too. And sometimes <laughs> they, they fail and they flail. But you know and what? they fish. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed. Fish, fish again. <laughs> so Emily, um what what is
2: this fishing error? Yeah, this was a this was a bit of a fun one. So a security researcher um tweeted out it's my online security tweeted out that he had come across a a phishing attempt that um, was almost right. You know, the 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 attacker was really close on this one. It was an email that was um, like by that much. just so close. <laughs> um, the email was pretending to be regarding an invoice, which is really really common with uh, phishing emails, um, and it was. You know, sent to the people they wanted to be sent to. The only thing that, that they had done wrong is that they, they didn't quite attach um, the malware. Instead, they accidentally. I, hate that I know. Who, who here hasn't grabbed the wrong attachment? Everyone's raising their hand. Right. You can't um, see it, but everyone's raising their hand. It would have been better if they had accidentally attached like a meme or something, but mm. they attached a legit copy of PowerShell, um, which was actually stripped out by a lot of email providers and even if it wasn't it's not bad you, it's it, it was nothing it was basically a benign email so it was just a fail on their part um, i'm sure as soon as they pressed send they realized what they did and it's just one of those like you want to run pull the internet out of the wall kind of thing but it was too late for them so
1: you know i just realized i think i know why this happened i think they looked at that and they said this thing's called power's hell that's
2: really
0: bad just parse that I'm a using that. open
1: that so. them
0: and Emily you and, and Ryan the other security research here at uh, domain tools have also seen some fantastic phishing fails is that yeah. correct
2: Oh definitely <laughs> um, in a uh, classic uh, DT after dark moment what <laughs> we uh, actually Ryan got a phishing email the other day and um, the it was actually more like a test email so it didn't have any attachments or links it's just the the, the first round of the phishing email where the, the mm. attacker is sending out to see if they get any bounce backs or any kind of information from it, but they hadn't sent them individually or BCC'd the recipients, so we were able to see the full list of recipients <laughs> of everybody who got the the phishing email, and we could see that um, they were all actually other security companies, so it's like uh, kind of narrows down the, the list <laughs> of where we potentially lost Ryan's email address there, so <laughs> womp, womp womp,
0: sad trombone. Om, sad trombone.
2: Also, I think PowerShell
0: might win the award for most mentions in this podcast so far. Yeah. We should keep a running tally.
1: That and puns.
0: That and puns. <laughs> and They're the word terrifying. Died. One is more valuable than the other. That's spoiler, it's, it's PowerShell. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler? Spoiler. <gasps> we already
1: talked about spoiler. Pun
0: intended. Here comes the pun. So, in this case, though, too, going back to the original article, uh, to take uh, basically a right turn back to where we started, it appeared based on um, the particular post that we're referring to in the blog that they have some expectations or some assumptions on what the threat actor was actually striving to do
2: with a an LNK mm-hmm. file. Can you speak to that a little bit? The Yeah. the My online security guy tweeted out that he guessed that they were trying to use a .LNK file and it all, quote, went pear-shaped. i not 100% sure why he believed they were going for a .LNK other than... We see that a lot in security, so my guess is that he's been, he's seen other similar emails to this one that did have the correct uh, malicious attachment and that it was a .lnk and that he was uh, just basing that on the similarity between phishing emails that he's seen. But I'd love to hear from him if he uh, has more details on why he thought that, but that's my best guess. So clearly phishing comes up, just like PowerShell, phishing
0: is a hot topic in this podcast, And so it's a threat, very common threat vector, attack vector, Um, and I think it's always helpful to give a quick synopsis of ways that organizations can help try to protect themselves against these types of attacks. And Tim, I know this is something you're very well versed in. What are some suggestions that you have to help individuals and organizations um, keep up their anti-phishing hygiene, so to speak?
1: Yeah. I think the first one is that everybody should just attempt to receive all phishing emails from this particular attacker going forward. <laughs> I think that's going <laughs> to up your odds quite a bit. But if you're not able to pull that off somehow, strangely enough, this is where I wish that the podcast could be interactive. Like mm. we can't see our audience. We can't interact with them because this is where if this was a concert, we'd like have them sing back to us. And they'd they'd be singing back things like user awareness training and look at the links before you click on them and all the things that everybody knows. But, you know, your basic blocking and tackling of um, phishing prevention are are so important. And in this case, you know, just be so suspicious of anything with any kind of attachment. And by the way, you don't need to use an email to get PowerShell. You can actually get it uh, outside of, of that. So don't worry about that. Um, but, no, it's just, it's the usual stuff. Um, and uh, just being, you think before you click.
0: Don't drink and click, as we That's say right. on the podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's fantastic advice, and I think a great note to end on um, and move into our hoodie ratings um, for a failed fish. So I'm expecting tens from both of you, honestly. Um, I can see you both shaking in your hacker boots. So, uh Emily, let's start with you. What's your hoodie rating for this failed
2: flailing fish? Um, this is this is a hoodie sock. One hoodie sock, if even, <laughs> perhaps perhaps. A hoodie sock for like a mouse a arm warmers. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. To adjust the arms. Yes. Is there a thumb hole? Naturally, <laughs> this is hacker couture or whatever. Like I said earlier, this there must be a thumb hole. Um. Yeah. This is so comically not hoodie scalable that I can't help but rip hoodies apart.
1: It's almost negative. I mean, negative is there, hoodies, can yeah. the scale go Ooh. negative?
2: What, what's this the opposite is, of a hoodie?
1: If it can't go, <laughs> I do.
2: <laughs>
1: That's how you would say that backwards.
2: Oh my
0: goodness.
1: So it's like 10 I do's.
0: <laughs> And I do
1: I don't know. If it has to be on the on the positive scale, because the scale isn't allowed to go negative, then like I'm gonna just say this is like ten milli-hoodies.
2: Okay. Ten millihoodies. Oh, yeah. you know what's okay. great about like the scale tiny. is that we made it up. So there's no rules. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There are no rules. That's so a is, really
1: excellent point.
2: This is we can do whatever we can go negative. We can right. go um, What do you think then? Yeah, now that I realize there's no rules and I was holding <laughs> myself back, I'm gonna go with uh, negative. Four since Ooh. I am only four hoodies. Oh, there you go. Negative four hoodies, tube top hoodies. I mean, tube. Nice. That's done. what a negative hoodie is. Is a tube top hoodie. There we, so there we go. Someone Back around. See
0: that at uh, your next uh, black hat. We'll have some tube top hoodies available yeah. at the booth. I'm sure that'll be fantastic. And Tim, do you stick with your ten milli hoodies?
1: Well, I'm going to go negative ten milli hoodies because you know. We're, let's go negative here.
0: Let's just go yeah. wild. Let's go wild. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that has been a fantastic podcast. I think we learned a lot about the ways you can creatively work with a hoodie. Um, We learned how to say hoodie backwards, even more importantly. I do. (laughs) Perfect. Well, that's all we have. That's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter at Domain Tools. All of the articles mentioned today will be included in our blog post which can be found at blog.domaintools.com. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog. That's it for this week. We'll see you again next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember, don't drink and click.